Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, I am sick, I will punch a baby bear in his shit, give me lip, I'ma send you to the yard, get a stick, make a switch, I can end the conversation real quick, I am crack, I ain't lying, kick a lion in his crack, I'm the shit, I will fall off in your crib, take a shit, hit your mama on the booty, kick your dog, fuck your bitch, that boy dressed up like you sound on and took pictures with your kids, we the best, we will cut a frowning face in your chest, little wench, I'ma mention a big Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I'm usually drinking something when you're doing the intro, so I like realized I wasn't drinking, and I almost grabbed my Gatorade. I'm like, nope, past the point of no return. Just gotta wait it out. I'm really parched. I'm thirsty. I didn't like drink a lot after my my afternoon run, and then I just talked for an hour on uh, Richard's show, The Whack Pack. So, on Instagram at Whack Pack Live. The Whack Pack the Live. The Whack Pack Live. Because those fuckers are Whack Pack Live. God damn <laughs> no, it. No, I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. You can also follow me on Instagram at Jam with your Sam. Um, you're terrible at being the second person. Yeah. I, we went over this last week. I... I'm going to just say it every episode because it brings me a lot of joy. If you're new here, we're married and we hate each other's guts. Today is Thursday, May 20th, when we're recording this. You're hearing this a week later. So, happy almost Memorial Day. Hope you've got some great plans. And you're terrible at being this person. (laughs) See, I, we both, I'm not an only child, but I basically was raised like an only child because my sibling is 13 years older than me. So, I talked to myself a lot as a child. So did you. I I got in trouble for talking to me. I got moved, in kindergarten, I got moved for talking, I got moved to sit by myself, and then I still got in trouble because I would just sit there and talk to myself. Okay, so here's so we don't have a lot of notes for today's episode. We don't have any movies or anything that we've gone over. Uh, we haven't watched anything since last time we recorded, because it was just a couple days ago. So here's what I want to do on today's episode. Oh, no. Today we're watching Good Boy. Uh, we watched Good Boys, which is a show about like uh, a movie about adolescence and growing up. So what I want to do is we each have to tell a personal story. For each grade, kindergarten through eighth grade. I. So that was you're your, lucky if I remember. So there, uh, well, it's going to be challenging for me too. So that's your kindergarten. You story. have a photographic memory. What do you mean it's going to be challenging for you? Well, the, discerning the like the ages, um, and also trying to tell like stories like I probably haven't told before. I'll so I'll go with this one. So kindergarten. Nobody cares. I. <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> Who cares? You got moved. Uh, you know how just lame that is. Normally, you get moved for talking to other kids, like to the other side of the classroom. No, I did. People you don't know. I did. You're just talking to yourself. No, I got. I was talking to the kids at my table. They moved me by myself because everywhere that oh, the teacher would move me. Oh, and you were still talking. Me. I don't listen to you. Um, so in kindergarten, I got my name on the board. Very similar. I got my name on the board the first like two days of class because I'd never been around other children before because my mother <laughs> kept me locked in the freezer. <laughs> Uh, in Akron, Ohio. No, uh, I'd never been around like kids my own age before. So like, I was like, oh my God, there's more of me? <laughs> so I just like talked and talked and talked and I talked too much. I got my name on the board and like I told my mom and she put the fear of God in me and I never got my name on the board like hardly ever again. But um, I got my name on the board one other time in kindergarten. It was later on in kindergarten. We were, uh, we had a pretty like 
smaller uh, playground. We had Firestone Park is like the area in which I grew up in. And big elementary school. It's been there 100 years. has asbestos and all kinds of shit. Um, and there was like across the way, there was like the, the general park playground we got to go to every now and then if we had like field day and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had like a little like community center where they'd have like extra like school events. And then behind the school was the actual playground. So sometimes we'd have like a lot of walking going from to and from if we had a big day. And there was like a metal railing <sighs> that I, was just there. It might have been like for bikes. I don't remember specifically because this was almost 30 years ago. <gasps> God. So, um, so we're like walking back and one kid like walked on the rail, like a tight rope, like, you know, you know, just for whatever reason. So like another kid got up and like did it with him and teacher turned around and like yelled at them. And we got back to the classroom. She wrote their names on the board. She wrote my name on the board. She thought I was one of the two kids that did it. I was like, no, it wasn't me. And like, I'm looking at the kid like it was fucking him. Like, I'm just narking this kid out. And uh, she's like, no, I saw you. It was you. And, like, now you're not, like, owning up to it. And, like, that was the start of my mom telling me, like, if you ever get in trouble at school, like, you tell me the truth. Because, like, I'll always back you 100%. And I was like, I was like if it comes up, something comes up, it wasn't fucking me. I swear to God. Yeah, you know me. You. you know my six-year-old ballads. I couldn't do that. You couldn't do that now. Find a metal rail mm-hmm. and walk on it. So uh, that's my kindergarten story. So let's try to get uh, seven more stories each <laughs> as we as we go on uh, today's episode, which is Good Boys. Uh, do you have anything else before we get just get started? Okay, so let's get started then. Um, my nominated movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you read the box. Oh yeah, I forgot. I was just going to start talking. I not have had that sour candy right before. I no excuses. Ooh. Something's wrong with that water. <laughs> what water? The water from the fridge? You mean the water we've been giving Jillian? Maybe it's just me. Well, you have sour candy in your mouth! From the guys who brought you super bad. Neighbors and sausage party. Good boys, you must be this tall to see this movie. There's a line going across it. Mm-hmm. What? Well, it's not a visual podcast. Mm-hmm. A highly original coming-of-age tale, says Katie Walsh, Chicago Tribune. Just how bad can one day get? The creative minds behind Superbad and Sausage Party take on sixth grade hard in this innocent yet raunchy comedy. Max, Thor, and Lucas skip school and set off on an odyssey of epically bad decisions involving stolen drugs a frat house, and running from both the cops and girls. Despite the fact that it was red like a robot that's <clears> pretending <throat> to be human. I had some sour candy in my mouth. <laughs> that's your excuse for fucking everything. Yep. Um, cool. So <laughs> I uh, nominated this and everybody wants some because uh, my through line was the two most recent shows we've been watching on Disney Plus were Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Game Changers, uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, and of course, the the stars of each for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was Wyatt Russell, and everybody wants them, was one of his big uh, coming out 
movies. And then the, for this one, the lead character from Mighty Ducks Game Changers is the same kid that plays uh, Thor, Thor here in this movie. Brandy and we missed this movie. I mean, this movie came out in 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was a pretty sizable hit considering, you know, it was pretty cheaply made. Like a movie like this does, doesn't cost a lot of money to make. And it made, I think, about like $90 million. Had some decent legs. Got some good reviews. We obviously didn't get a chance to see because we have a, a three-year-old at the time. And we can't really, like, take her to a, a super like R-rated comedy. Yeah. Um, so I'd wanted to see it. What did you think? It was fine. It was fine. I was disappointed. Yeah. So, okay, so I think that this, the, the, this part here is really good. From the guys who brought you super bad. I love super bad. Neighbors, I love Neighbors. We already talked about it on the show. And Sausage Party. I'm going to put this closer to Sausage Party than I am to Neighbors. I do. And that's I that do too. on that. I do too, not just for content. Uh, just enjoyment. No, not just for quality and enjoyment, but also in terms of like gimmickry. Gimmick, gimmickry. Thank God that was on the back of a box. <laughs> um, because that's ultimately what this is and to me what it feels like a lot of times. I think all three kids are great. They're They're good. We, you know, our ad nauseum complaints about child actors yeah. it gets a pass here because, number one, I think all three kids are solid to great actors. Oh, I, I agree. There's still some awkwardness in terms of, like, them having to recite and repeat and say some of, like, the, the absolute raunchy, awful yeah. shit they Did have to say. Did you have such a potty mouth in sixth grade? In sixth grade, yeah, well, we're going to jump around grades here. Okay. <laughs> in fifth grade, I moved from Ohio to Florida. And, this and immediately is... became a better person somehow. No, I became a worse person immediately. Uh, this is like a mammoth. Not a mammoth. This is a fucking Herald now. <laughs> it's like Herald monologues. And my mom worked for the school as like the school nurse. She was PTA president. She was. Can I ask a question on my that? My mom can was the just... gargoyle on top of can the school building. Ta- can we just time out for a second? What? How the fuck your mom get a job as a school nurse? It was Ohio. Um, and almost was checking like, for license, putting band-aids on people. I like, could do that. She doesn't have a... She's not like an she got, RN. She got certified back then. She was, certified she was, in what? Uh, uh, your mom's an RN? No. She was the school nurse. It might have been nurse. She was like the school medical attendant. <laughs> uh, for like two years. We didn't have one before she got it. So this elementary school was just running wild. Kids just shooting up needles with a... So we moved. <laughs> and your mom stopped that. Yeah. Your mom stopped them shooting up needles. She stopped me from uh, fake walking on rails and getting my name on the board. Uh, so we moved from Ohio to Florida. So, but my mom like wasn't at school. It was only for, we moved in like March or like February or March. I was only there for like the last like three months of school. And I was in a four or five split class because it was like the only room in Stewart. It was super weird. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem with Florida. Can I, I just say? Oh, Let's have a four or five. Let's have a split grade class. And I remember, uh, like, I I was super and expect our children to be well adjusted. Super straight arrow. Didn't cuss. Didn't do anything wrong. I was super straight A's. You know. Why are like, you saying it like I'm not going to believe it? You are the biggest nerd I know. Um, but now I'm a filth monger. You know. Yes, I'm aware. And. All the kids that I was around in, in my class in Florida and everything, like, they cussed and did all this. And they're always like, like, why don't you do this? I'm like, because I just don't. Like, I don't want to get in trouble. And they're like, we're not going to say anything. Like, just say fuck. 
I was like, no, I don't want to. Like, I just say it. Like, this is one lunch for like the entire lunch is like, say fuck. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna say. And so finally, end of it, I was like, fuck, okay. And like, I kind of like looked around. And I was like, oh my god, I didn't get like, like punished immediately. And then from then on in, I was like, oh, I can just cuss. This is great. And then that's when that really started. Yeah. So that was my fifth grade, uh, my fifth grade story. Um, my fifth grade story. I'm trying to think. Everything kind of blends together for me. This is going to get beaten up every grade? <laughs> was that fifth grade? Was it elementary school or middle school? I think it was sixth grade, actually. I did get bullied. Okay. Surprise. I got bullied. This girl would, like, push me off of, like, the tables, like, in, like... Uh, what were you doing on the tables? No, in the lunch, in like the cafeteria. Mm, you know? to sit on the, the, the No, no, no. Like I was sitting like correctly <laughs> and she like would push me off. And then um, like after school waiting for like the bus underneath the shelter. I think was that might have been elementary school. I think I'm confusing them. I think this was fifth grade mm-hmm. that somebody like threw like, um, you know, those pilot pens that have like the ink yeah, in them. Yeah. Like, they unscrewed it and threw it at me and I got ink all over myself. And it was traumatizing because I was wearing white and it was purple ink. And I was only in like fifth grade, I think. I was underneath the shelter waiting for the bus. I was, And then I started crying. And then everybody, of course, was like, mm. bitch. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't cuss until I got to like college. I never cussed. My mom doesn't cuss. Nobody around me did. My aunt did sometimes, of course. My cool. aunt's a rebel. Um... But anyway, this is going to totally derail our conversation. Let's finish talking about the movie, and then we'll go through our our, our, our stories. Uh, it's a gimmick. Like, Sausage Party was, let's have an animated movie, and it's just like the filthiest, bluest, sexist, sexiest thing we can do, right? Right. It's the same thing. as like, thing, let's like, have an Apatow comedy, but let's put it in put, three put it children. With, yeah, with kids. So... All the kids like have awkward moments oh, where yes, they do. You know, they they, they don't say, sound natural right. and like they're unsure of themselves. And then there's other points when they say it and they sound really good, really confident. Ultimately, what for me, what it boils down to is it it just feels very inauthentic. Yeah. I think that like the emotional core to the story is decent and i think it is pretty tr- uh, sadly true sadly to middle school life and and kid friendship life and like those fears kind of like super bad was as well for like high school it's harder for me to identify with because i saw super bad when i was 19 or 20 so i just come out of high school and i'm seeing this now at 34 and i i don't remember particularly what it was like to be in middle school and have these things um so that's already a hurdle for this movie to get over for me. But then it just boils down to that I, I don't think it was particularly just very well written and a good movie. I think it was... It was let, fine. I think it was let's do a bunch of shocking things that will get cheap laughs because kids are doing them. Yeah. And that was it. That was Like, it. did I laugh at this movie? Yes. There are some legitimately when funny like parts of this crossing movie. Crossing the road. Yeah, like, like the, like the frogger was scene the was frogger funny. The frogger scene was Funny. Um, I laughed. That was great. The uh, porn is always funny, and like the like the riffing, like you know, like the, off camera. The CPR doll. They're feeding. Well, the kid, like 
Jacob Tremblay kissing a CPR doll and like it being wet and getting like hair in his mouth is like that's just too much. Like, right. Fucking, like that it, made me uncomfortable. That's I like, how that's... I know I'm officially like old and have a different comedic <laughs> sensibility because like 10 years ago, that's the funniest. T- 10 years ago, I'm writing that in my sketches. But now I'm just like, oh, that's crude. Yeah. Um, but like, like them riffing on like, you know, oh, that's not how you, you don't kiss your asshole. Like, you know, like, like the porn stuff was very, very funny. Um, but a kid getting a sticky mouth from a CPR doll is just not, it's just a little too much. Right. All the child proofing stuff, that, that was funny. Like, it was a good reoccurring gag, but it wasn't like focused on. Um, but then there's like other scenes, like, like the scene with Stephen Merchant, where he was like trying to buy like the card from them Mm -hmm. and he like was a pedophile, but wasn't a pedophile. And like them trying to like act all tough and adulty. Like that scene was a little like, too weird for I, yeah, my I didn't taste. Need that. I didn't. The frat scene was really up and down because, yeah. like, there'd be like really funny moments, like the guy running in the room being like, "She dropped the charges," and then getting like hit with a paintball in the nuts. Yeah. But then it also was just too long. The the crux of the movie was putting these children in all these fish out of water scenes and situations, mm-hmm. and having you know the craziest stuff happen, and we're supposed to react to it. We've had this movie with Neighbors. We've had this movie with Superbad. Mm -hmm. We've had this movie with talents that are more capable of handling the subject matter. Because it makes more sense for them to be in those situations. I'm fine with it not necessarily making sense, but they also were able to handle it because of their life experiences and because they're further along in their acting. Yeah. But also because the material they were given with was fresher. Like, this feels old hat at this point. Like, we've seen Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg write this fucking story plenty of times. Well, actually, they just produced it. I think that's the other problem is that whoever these other two, Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky, not Gene Snitsky, Gene Stupnitsky, um, I just don't think they're as clever and funny as... You know, as the people that were producing the movie. Yeah. Um. I agree with you. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I I I wound up again. Things that I liked, I liked like their their fight where they were just like crying hysterically because they are still like children. Yeah. I don't know why a creepy old man watching them in the park laughing made me laugh so hard. You you did you did pop at that. But also, but that scene's also interesting because, so I think that scene, I think, was maybe one of the best written scenes or, like, the scene that conceptually was, like, the funniest. But I still walked away from it a little let down because by that point in the movie, an hour into the movie, Mm -hmm. I've seen these kids act a different way this entire time. So now I'm seeing them act like this, and I don't think their acting was necessarily great in that scene. It felt like a put-on because I've seen them, you know, fucking cussing and yelling and and doing all these other things. So it kept going back and forth and wouldn't allow me to like consistently there wasn't like an upward trajectory consistently with the character arcs. Right. And that that bothered me. In um in third grade I got uh, my entire class got like held herpes? back from oh. recess. Herpes. I don't know what you're Jesus. 
um, got like held back from recess because we were all being particularly terrible with like our substitute or like our our lunch monitor or whatever the fuck it was. And so weird, y'all had all that kind of stuff. Our yeah, it was Ohio. They didn't trust anybody. So our our what our punishment was our class had to stand up against the brick wall in our gymnasium slash our lunchroom for the entire like uh, recess, which mm-hmm. was like recess was like twenty thirty minutes, right? Yeah, and just stand there and like not do anything. And about like halfway through, I just broke down because I was like, I I was one of the two or three people that didn't do anything. Of course. And then I was getting yelled at because like I was crying. And uh, I remember my mom, my mom was very close to the principal and went and got the person in trouble because I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> so, but I think it was like the only time I remember crying in school, in elementary school. The only time I remember crying specifically in school. I'm sure it happened at other times, but it's only one I specifically remember. In second grade, um, for, for Valentine's Day, um... You know, we had those desks that you open the top of, mm-hmm. and everybody, like, had put the Valentines, like, in everyone's desk, you know? And this was before when you had to bring Valentines for everyone. We didn't have to bring Valentines for everybody, okay? They didn't, you know, we weren't so sensitive then. And I just remember opening my desk, and there was um, this ruby bracelet in my desk. No card or note or anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get a lot of Valentines. Shocker. <laughs> Sure. Seventh grade, uh, seventh grade, seven-year-old Samantha with no teeth. All my teeth had fallen out, so. <laughs> I thought, I thought you messed up at first and it was seventh grade? No, no, no second grade. Uh, I have a funny Seven-year-old, seven-year-old like me. That. I had, like, no teeth, and I had, um, all my teeth had fallen out, and so I ran for. Toothless same for president. Yeah, yeah. toothless same for president. I ran for, for school president, I won. And uh, my favorite teacher that I've ever had, Miss Taylor, was my teacher. And I went to her and said, Miss Taylor, look, somebody put this in my desk. I don't know who. And she's like, all right, class. Like, oh. who, like, said in front of everybody. I thought it was going to be the teacher. No, no, no. <laughs> I labor. No. And she, she was like, who gave this bracelet here? And it was um, this boy in the class, Oliver. And oh, right, so right. cute. And nothing ever happened because we were seven. Yeah, Oliver. I got your lady. I don't even know. I don't even remember his whole name. No, I don't think so. Um, but that's my second grade story. Um, I'm keeping track for us. Uh, the reason I popped a bunch of stories reminded me of one of my favorite wrestling stories. Uh, Kevin Owens was telling a story on like his like internet show at one point where when he was like fake like wrestling around the house, he would like try to mimic the the themes. So for Stone Cold Steve Austin. He took like a glass from his parents' kitchen and like s- like smashed it on the ground, but like it didn't make the right noise, so he got another one, like stepped on or whatever. And the wrestler he's telling the story to is like drinking like like water as he's telling the story. And as he's telling the story, he goes, "So my parents come home. I'm 17. <laughs> the guy that's the biggest fucking spit take because the whole story it's like a two minute story. He's thinking he's like six, seven years old. Right. No, he's an adult basically." That's really funny. So that's why that's why it reminded me of that where you're like seventh grade. Um, but yeah, it, the scene, uh, my favorite, my actual favorite scene in the movie is the scene like right before the climax. Is the, if you haven't seen the movie or don't know, the movie is pretty bare bones. These three kids uh, are going to this party with their 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 cool friend. What was the cool friend's name? Uh. 
Soren. Soren. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. Fuck that kid. All these little kids, man, I swear to God, right now in a Jillian's recorded medium. leaving the house. That number one. But sixth through eighth grade, if she ever is around a fucking boy with an earring, I'm going to punt that little fucking kid in the jaw. Get that earring out your goddamn ear. I'm going to rip it out their ear. And I'm going oh. to piss on the fucking bloody earlobe hole that it made. All on tape. Try me. Fucking kids in their earrings. Also, if any of them's name is fucking Atticus, ooh, god Atticus damn it. Atticus, or Soren, or Thor. I'm going to butt fuck their father on the front lawn with their mother's headless corpses. Because they have Corpse multiple eye? mothers. Corpse eye? Um, but the scene where, like, uh, so they're, they're trying to, they're trying to figure out how to kiss. They use this kid's drone, and they get into these hijinks where they accidentally get drugs, and they get chased by these two girls, and all, all these yada yada things happen. So when they finally get to the party, um, the, this kid Soren, who's hosting the party, which this whole time, I'm thinking it's going to be like this real, like how are they going to pull up this like party scene? And like the mom answers the front door like, oh, they're downstairs. If anyone wants to play VR, come on up. And it's just a lame ass eighth grader party. Yeah. It's not like these like horrifying rainbow parties where people are putting lipstick colors on and blowing each other. Cool. Jillian's never leaving the goddamn oh. house. Oh. Oh, you didn't see? I already put a, 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 a cage around her bed as soon as she went to sleep tonight. So, the, the kid that's hosting party, Soren, his older sister is one of the two girls that's been chasing him the whole time. So, they come back from their concert and doing all their drugs. And, and they feel Molly. And, like, or they're in such a great mood and they're talking to uh, uh, Lucas and Thor, who, like, left the party because... Lucas couldn't deal with the kissing, and Thor couldn't deal with it either, because when the bottle was spun, it was going to be kissing who Max had been wanting to kiss this whole time. Why'd you keep all that straight? And, like, they're just all, like, they're all, like, so flighty, and, like, they're having fun, and, like, they're giving them advice. Mm -hmm. uh, those two girls were both very, very good. Um, I liked each of them. Yeah, they're good. Um, but that scene was just, like, that is what that movie should have been more of, is just kind of whimsical... Uh, dichotomy between like older and younger, but like not adversarial. I, I liked it. Um, I like like the montage, like the Rock of Ages montage. Middle school Rock of Ages is also a very funny concept, especially because they have the kid like doing blow in the bathroom and on stage. Uh, but that montage is mixed up with uh, is mixed up with the montage of Max breaking up with his girlfriend. The girl that tried to set him up with this girlfriend, getting together with her, breaking up with her, and then those two girls going together, and then getting a fourth girlfriend or a third girlfriend, and him crying. Like, th that stuff was effective in terms of, you know, wrapping the movie up. Uh, oh, and then also, another one of my favorite parts of the movie. I I'm liking it more than I remember, now that I'm remembering things about it. Fucking scab hits really hard. So in fourth grade, <laughs> in fourth grade, I, uh, fourth and fifth grade, but fourth grade is when I joined it. Fourth grade, I was a peer mediator. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast I before. think you have. I was also a peer mediator. I think we talked about that. So uh, I was never a crossing guard because my mom didn't want me to get hit by a car. <laughs> uh, oh. And 
Yeah, because I've heard so many stories of crossing guards getting hit by cars. Well, also it was in Ohio, so like she was always worried about like in the winter it being too cold. And like that's why I don't like hot chocolate because all the pyramid, all the the crossing guards got hot chocolate, and I wasn't a crossing guard, so I was like, man, fuck that. I don't have hot chocolate. That's really why you don't like hot chocolate. I don't, I don't like hot liquid in general, but. <laughs> like that sounds psychotic. Unless it's like soup, like soup. That's about it. Give me some soup. Fuck, I'm old. So I was a lunch monitor in fourth and fifth grade, and then I was also a a peer mediator in fourth and fifth grade, which you wore these really fucking bright neon yellow, like things around your wrist, and if kids had problems on. The, the playground, they could come up to you and say, we want to peer mediate instead of, like, fight it out. So you'd go up to oh the library. Oh, my God. How many, how many times did you get used? Once? I th- want to say, like, two or three I times. I would punch those kids. And, like, we, and that's the thing. We were also on, like, a rotation. So... I'd punch the fuck out of those kids. <laughs> you want to go peer mediate? Peer mediate this. Punch them in the face. My story's leading somewhere, I oh swear. Oh, God. So, like... They would come upstairs and be like, okay, so why, why are you guys fighting? Okay, wh- what is your point of view? What's your point of view? How can we resolve this? So we did, like, a, uh, a training video that we played in class, like, explain to people, like, what it was, and it got played throughout the entire school. So we had, like, a mock-up, and it was, like, these two kids, I probably, I think I have it in the garage somewhere still, like, fighting over a football, and it's like, let's go peer mediate! And then they come back, and, like, we could share the football, and that's all that it was. But we also did a peer mediation rap. And guess who was signed up to do the peer mediation rap? This guy. Ten-year-old me. (laughs) Rapping about peer mediation. Oh, man. And I remember uh, crawling under my desk and wanting to die. (laughs) As this was being being shown to the entire school. As soon as I saw it, it was like the first time I'd seen myself like on film before. And I was like, oh, God, never again. No, uh, yeah, that's my, my fourth grade story. But scab, so scab hits very hard because it's what student councils, student counseling against bullying or something. something. And they, this is going to sound fucking harsh. They picked the perfect children. You're a dick. <laughs> who would look like they would be a part of, am I wrong? No. Like slightly overweight, dumpy looking kind of odd looking kids the one kid that talked had a super lisp super lisp super speech (laughs) super speech impediment and and like they surround you and like allow you to pass on somebody bothering you yeah but that hit very very hard and it was hilarious stick up for, for them so like not today bully I'm like not today bully the, so Lucas joining that because the whole movie he's like being a narc and like admits to the the cop. He's that, just like, being everything. honest. He's well, not narc. But like to them, he's okay. being a narc. He's just, like he's being. And honest. that's why people who are honest get such a bad rap. Yeah. They're assholes like you. What the fuck? So, so in second grade, uh, no, in first grade actually. In first grade, uh, I don't remember why, but we had like a weird like we had lunch in our classroom, and our teacher. Was off fucking smoking, probably like going to do anything else. So like our lunch monitors, who? Uh, what do you think about it? Like we're just fifth graders. Like, why the fuck are us eleven-year-olds, twelve-year-olds getting any free reign over these six and seven-year-olds at all? Um, by evidence of this movie, where these kids are even fucking older and shouldn't be over anybody. 
but like we had our lunch and like they wanted to like play games and stuff. We were playing like Hangman and playing like whatever. But then they also wanted to like, like play out like 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 act and stuff. And they made like, they made, like kids like propose to one another and like kiss each other's hands and like do all this weird stuff. Who did this? Uh, the the our our lunch monitors like the like the fifth graders to like the the first graders. It was really awkward, and a couple kids got really upset about it. So somebody like told something to somebody, and my mom, who was what? Who, my, my mom, who uh, was what? best friends, who called who my was teachers. The Karen of her age. Her every age, <laughs> uh, who had every teacher on speed dial, uh, I guess was asked at some point because they knew that I was going to be honest, and I was like, yeah, they made us like say that we loved each other and like got down on our knees and proposed, and they were laughing and stuff. So they they got they got booted as lunch monitors because of because of that so that was but they were fifth graders so i never saw them again so that was in fourth grade i got my first and only detention that i've ever had okay yeah it wasn't even my fault so it goes back to like your stories so here i am minding my own business i was no so this teacher mrs field fuck you mrs field she was my third grade teacher, and she was so mean, mm-hmm. so, so mean, really hard time. She just didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, she moves to fourth grade, and I'm in her class. Right. Of course. I was dreading it. You can ask my mom. It was so upsetting to, what, how old was I? Nine? Ugh. Yeah. End of the fucking world. Nine going on ten. I was the end of the world. And she, of course, assigned our seats, and she put me right in the front mm. right in front of her fucking face you want to say something else I there to say something else but i'm she's fat <laughs> she was fat yeah i can tell <laughs> right in front of her face and the girl sitting across from me nicole i remember you uh she she was like it was like i guess art time or something and she was like playing with markers and she was like stacking them up mm-hmm. you know like how you used to like do that with like the the crayola markers you would like stack them up and like make yeah. oh yeah yeah and then they like lightsabers and yeah, stuff yeah, oh, yeah. yeah all day long so she would do that so she was like doing that and it was time to clean up but she was still doing it and our the miss field came back in and i guess her thing fell on my desk cuz we were sitting right in front of each oh, other yeah. and i was like picking it up to give back to her and she's like why are you guys playing with markers Samantha detention I was like, but Nicole did it. She's like, Samantha, don't talk back. I had to go. I was nine. I had to go say, Mom, I have a detention. And, you know, when you have detention, you can't take the bus home, and there's no mm-hmm. late bus so or anything. So you to, like, leave work No, and... my grandfather had to come pick me up. Oh, that's even worse. It, even worse. So it was really bad. Um, Sounds like Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, she was. She was Dolores. She's probably Umbridge. dead now. It was a long time ago. Oh my so. god, that's <laughs> awful. Maybe she is. I'm um, gonna try to Google her. So, <laughs> Facebooker, remember giving me a t- detention? I'm sad you're not dead. I think my third grade story was actually my second grade story. So I'm gonna tell this story for because second grade was my favorite grade by far. That'll be my my official second grade story. My favorite teacher, just really was just absolutely the fucking best, but. I think the, I think she was, yeah, 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 it was second grade because she was like, got really sick for like a week and that's when we got in trouble uh, for the lunch thing. For third grade, my third grade story is, uh, my third grade teacher was another favorite, but actually it was my mom's like, like best friend at school. 
um, like barely taught anything. Like we watched movies all the time. Like it was like, all right, who who has a new movie to bring in? So I just bring in like Power Rangers, the movie, and sure, like, sure, sure. like Lion King, like Casper, like everything from like ninety four, ninety five. Just watching it. But also around that time, that was when the OJ verdict was going on. We watched part of the OJ verdict in our classroom because it was like the biggest thing, right? Mm-hmm. Our teacher was African American and was very much on like the go OJ side. Um, and so the verdict was announced and he was acquitted. And like you can hear like people reacting in the school. And like I was kind of following it as much as what mm-hmm. a fucking, as much as an eight year old can. Sure. And I remember like our, for whatever reason, our desks, we were like grouped together. You know, like you'd have your, 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 your desk in like yeah, a yeah. force, a force. Yeah, and like I, if you were working six, on projects and yeah, stuff. Yeah, six or eight. Yeah. So I remember we had this kid like, he probably was the poster child for ADD before it like was even a thing or Ritalin or whatever. Like mm. was always like kind of getting in trouble or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was in our group. And after the verdict was read and we were like back in our little groups, he's like, guys, before we get started, let's bring it in for OJ. <laughs> and I remember like, I think it was like the first adult moment of life. Cause the three of us were like, what the fuck is this kids bring it in for OJ? What? So we just ignored him and <laughs> started doing our work. Oh, no. Uh, Jeffrey Ackerman. Shout out to Jeffrey Ackerman, who is almost definitely in prison. Um, was there anything you particularly liked or did not like about the movie we haven't addressed so far? No, I think we really hit on everything. Um, well, we still have to do MVP Other and LVP than the first. acting, right? Yeah. The acting's really what I want to get into. Well, so let's um, get an MVP and LVP. Uh, who... Which one do you want to start with? I have two clear cases for both. Yeah. I, 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 we can start with MVP. Who's your MVP? I think I really liked what Keith Williams did. The oh. guy who played Lucas. Okay, he's not... He was really? not... I had the other I, two kids. Really? I yeah. thought he did an excellent job. I thought he was really, like, consistent. He had the screams and the... He was a good screamer, like sure. Like, the screams and, like, just, like, the emoting and everything. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked his interactions with his parents. I liked his, I liked I liked his interaction his with parents his parents. Well, because his parents were Retta, Retta and Laurel Howery, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, see, he was my least favorite of the three kids. Really? Because I felt he was he, my favorite of the three. I felt he was the most unnatural doing those things. And I don't mean because that was his character. I mean because I, he just wasn't able, he wasn't capable of handling it as an actor. I, I he was disagree. better with his parents and he I was disagree. better with adults, but with the kids, he wasn't very no, good. No, I disagree, but, and and maybe that's the difference. Like, that's kind of the path I was on, like that, like, straight straight and narrow, like, oh, absolutely. no cussing, no yeah, always telling the truth, you know, all that stuff. So, for me, I related mostly to him, and I thought it was rather believable, you know, getting talked into trying to do the things, yeah, and 100%. then he's like, nah, yeah, I'm out. True. Bye, you know, so... So I, I had the other two kids. Because uh, I think Jacob Tremblay is just a really good actor. Like, you saw him in Doctor Sleep. Like, and he does the same in, in this. In that you can tell for his age that he's really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And he was able to sell. Like, if he said a word wrong, and the way, like, he would explain it afterwards, mm-hmm. it sounded natural. It sounded like, you know, like what that kid would actually do. Some of his uh, exclamations and and yelling and emoting was very very good. Um, I I was kind of leaning more towards the kid that plays Thor because I haven't been necessarily really impressed with him on Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Like he's just you know your typical milk toast you know white boy kid. But in this, I thought 
of the three, he was the best with the material given to him and that he sounded incredibly natural, was very funny. Yeah. Like, when he cussed, it sounded right. I thought his emotional arc was the best. If that was actually him singing, he was a pretty good singer. Mm. Uh, so th- he was the one I was really okay. going to to trumpet. That sounds good. Um, I believe his name is Lucas Noon. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page out, which is weird. Uh, Wikipedia page. Um, which is just awkward to me because, you know, he's the lead in a Disney Plus show. And he was one of the three leads in a almost blockbuster comedy. Let me just confirm that that is his name. Brady Noon. Brady Noon. Sorry. Brady. Oh, Lucas. I was thinking of the kid. Yeah. So Brady Noon, the MVP of Good Boys. Um, and that was, and also for the emoting, like we talked about when he was sad about not wanting, about like not going to audition and when he was leaving the party and stuff, I felt he was also the best with his earnest emotion. Same okay. thing with their little reunion at the end. Mm. Like, his facial expressions, the way he was acting, I was like, uh, he made me believe that it was actually, that that was, that, that just, that was that kid. Yeah. In real life. Okay. Uh, one other thing I didn't like about the movie, I should, I should mention, I was expecting more that I hadn't already seen. This might be one of the biggest poster child movies for giving away shit from the the commercials and the trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, they give away, like, the last scene of the movie. Like, the sex... I, I was expecting some big payoff from, like, them getting back together. No, it's just a sex swing that was, like, literally, like, like the commercial for the movie. Right. Right. So, like, that... Same thing with, like, the porn scene and some of the other hijinks. Like, I saw it all. So, that's right. why... Yeah, and, and it's also... I feel like a lot of it I've seen before. Like... Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like, I definitely saw it before and... Yeah, it, and I just, it, a lot of it was just, like, kind of awkward. I didn't like the whole sippy cup arc at all. I, I didn't like it because it... It was grating, and I didn't like it. I did not appreciate it well, as a victim of bullying. So that's... Did not appreciate it at all. I, I didn't, I still didn't like it, but it's needed because yeah. that's kids. Kids are cruel and mean. Sure. In eighth grade is when I started getting, being called mullet. And... That was the turning point for me because I'll just knock out middle school here real, real quick. Sixth and seventh grade fucking sucked. Sixth grade, uh, all my friends from that I barely met in fifth grade in Florida, I they went to the other middle school, so I had to start over again. Um, didn't really have a lot of friends in sixth grade, and if I did, they were very different for me. So it was like I felt like I was always playing catch up. And like trying to get my my standing in my place, there were like some days where like there wasn't be a spot for me at the lunch table, because like they had already known each other. So like I like would add a chair like behind them and like not actually be at the table. And I would like give my cookies away to like try to like quell friends and stuff. Like it just wasn't very it was very bad. Seventh grade was even worse, because that was when like you're really developing as a person. And, like, I was so behind the trends wearing my little-ass shorts and my cheap-ass clothes. And uh, that's when I got punched. Um, it was just awful. Eighth grade, like, it started that way. And just, I was like, I'm not fucking having this. So you want to call me mullet? Yeah, mullet. Everyone, there, there's four Chris's? Okay, yeah, mullet. Mm. And I just, like, stopped caring and feeding into it. And then all the people that didn't like me or, like, would make fun of me, then just became my friends. Yeah. And that was it. Okay. That was middle school. 
Yeah, everything sucked for me. Yeah, middle school. I was bullied a lot. Middle school is the fucking worst. It's the worst. It's elementary so school. It's fine. Everybody's growing together, everything. But sick, but because middle school is when you really start going through puberty. And yes. that's why it sucks. And you have to change in a fucking locker room in front of other people. Why? That's why I got out of I was a I was a, a library aide, so I oh, got out yeah, of Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Cool, man. Uh, at least for eighth grade, sixth and seventh grade, I just didn't shower. I just stunk the rest of the day. Oh, that's why people didn't like me. I just stunk. <laughs> you were the stinky kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we had. Ooh, I gotta talk about like, this stinky kid. There was uh, a kid who would steal the lunches in our fifth grade class. There was this kid in seventh grade. His name was Corey. His parents lived in a hotel, and this kid, I swear to God, I never. He was in the same clothes and fucking reeked, and he was in our art class, and it was like we had we had open seating in art class. You've never seen kids be on time so quickly for this art class to make sure that they had their spot so you could stay away from this fucking kid. Um, Elementary school, you still have the guise of you're not a formed person yet. So, like, if you're cruel or mean, like, you're still figuring it out, right? Sure. By middle school, you basically know, but also you're dealing with everything changing. Mm -hmm. So you're just, everyone's just a cunt in middle school. Yeah, everybody's a cunt. High school... You're mature enough to know if you are or are not a cunt, and you've surrounded yourself with either the other ones that aren't cunts or your similar cunts. Um, and that's my school equals cunts analogy. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so that's why middle school is just the fucking worst. It's just awful. Um, honestly, I felt like this movie should have been worse in terms of like what they go through. Really? Like, if the worst you're getting is Chanted Sippy Cup. Like, you're okay, you know? Mm. Um, LVP. Who do you have as the LVP? The oh, that Atticus kid. He was awful. I utterly despise him. If Jillian makes friends with a kid like that, brings a kid like that home, I'm going to push them both down the stairs. So here's a conversation we have to have, right? Okay, so yeah, he was awful and terrible. Isn't that not what the character is supposed to be? Is that, is that not who that person is? Supp- like, what did you want that kid to do? I just didn't want him at all. Oh, I don't want it. I, I don't want that kid at all either. But I don't want that character. I don't think he necessarily is the actor that did a bad job. Uh, my two were actually two adults. Um, I'm not a big Will Forte fan. I don't dislike Will yeah, Forte. Yeah, Will Forte wasn't great. I think he was yes. just woefully miscast in this movie. And so the parents are really just kind of thrown to the side in this. The most yeah. you get is Lucas's parents because they're getting the divorce. You only get them really, I think, in two scenes. Yeah. You see Thor's mom for, I think, like a scene and a half, and it's barely nothing. And then Max, you get, like, two scenes with his dad, and then his mom just stands there and doesn't say anything. Right. But, like, the first scene where, like, he's like he thinks that Max is, like, watching porn or, like, jerking off, and, like, him on the phone about the... Um, the uh, the drone, he just, I don't believe him as, like, the dad, you know? Right. Like, I just I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. So that was one. The other one is the guy that played fucking Benji. That guy pissed me oh, off. Oh, I didn't like him either. That, so that was a part that, like, they were gonna give to, like, David Krumholtz, right? And Krumholtz is like, ah, fuck, I just sprained my ankle. And they're like, okay, we'll just get this fucking guy. You know, he's on set. He's got, he's been, he's taken some groundlings classes. Mm -hmm. He knows, uh, he knows Rob Hubel. Mm -hmm. And like, 
they like they let him riff a couple takes, and they're like, "Oh fuck, this guy's bad." Okay, just don't give him as much. You could like it was a bit part, and he was supposed to have like three or four funny lines, yeah. and just sucked it on everything. So I really didn't like that guy. Um, so I'm fine with either, either one. one. No, I'm good with either okay, one. So we'll go with the Benji guy. Josh Karras was his name. Um, actually, he has. Oh, he does not have a Wikipedia page, so that's good. He probably does. Will Forte's fifty years old. Good lord. Um, yeah, was not a uh, was not a a fan of uh, him. Also, I, I normally like Stephen Merchant as well. I thought he was. It's an odd, uncredited appearance for him. Like, I don't know why he was in this. I think he was friends with one of the writers. Probably. I mean, it was just very, very weird. Oh, man. Ugh, I almost want to give it to Atticus. And I just I saw what his real name is. Chance? Chance Hertzfield! That just sounds like somebody. <laughs> Fuck, this is offensive, probably. Chance Hertfield sounds like a guy that was on the Duke lacrosse team. Period. <laughs> uh, oh, cool! He also is a voice in Jillian's one of Jillian's favorite shows, Chip and Potato. She's not allowed to watch that anymore. Oh, and also on Paw Patrol. Who was he on Paw Patrol? Harold Humdinger, Mayor Humdinger, the for kid? one episode. No, it's the mayor, the bad mayor. No, but I'm saying the kid is the mayor. Yes. How does that work? I don't know. That's what it says here. I don't think that's inaccurate. <laughs> There's two that's Chance Hurtsfields? I don't think that's an accurate casting. Um, I went through all the grades. I, I, I managed to knock out every... Uh, you, you haven't done first and third grade, technically, but... Well, third grade... I don't remember anything significant well, happening. Well, third grade, am I right? And then first grade... Uh, Mrs. Miller was my teacher... Yeah, again, unremarkable. Let's, let's try to remember some happy stories about. You remember, like, school. Like, so we, we already went and had this discussion. Maybe it was on the podcast. I don't think it was. Uh, Jillian had a book fair at school. Which, oh, man. Which was, I love which was my not, book fair. Which was not, like, a book fair, book fair. It was, like, a table, and this girl was just there <laughs> peddling her peddling shitty books. Her shitty books. They were overpriced as fuck. But book fair, like, man, you could roll in that I library, love book fair. and you see stacks upon stacks of overpriced uh. books. Almost better. Tell me more. Was <laughs> sorry, are you Keep getting talking. moist over there? What? I hate that word. Don't say that word. Uh, the scholastic uh, pamphlets, like the brochures that your English teacher would give out. Do you have those? No, no. Oh, we had the world's have... finest chocolates. Uh, well, like we had like assembly time was always like lame as fuck. It's like, hey kids, if you sell ninety dollars worth of candy, you're gonna get this giant eraser. Wow. Um. We had, like, those, like, we'd yeah. take home and do. But, no, we would have, like, our English teacher would sign up for it. And, like, every month you had to bring home, it was, like, it basically was, like, a newspaper. But it was, like, super colorful. It was, a, like, a pamphlet of, like, four or five pages. And it had, like, all the most recent books. Like, all the Newbery winners, all the uh, all the franchises, like Goosebumps, Garfield and stuff. Mm-hmm. All the junior novelizations. And on the back... Like you, like you're at like a sushi restaurant. You have to like pick like how many of each you wanted, and you would bring a check or cash, and then like the big box would come, and then like she would pass out all the books. 
Oh, I, we had that through middle school as well, and I think we're in like sixth nice. grade when I stopped nice. started stopped doing it. But no, I mean, I love the book field there. days, like like sports days. I mean, I also did go to summer camp, which so, yeah, so you is have a all my fond memories. Yeah, I've hated school, but summer See, camp in the summer I was, was just great. plopped in front of a heater and my television for three months and a heater. It was, it was well. That's just I just that was just my spot. I just like to sit there. Was the heater on? No, 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 no. Well, maybe I don't know. It was my mother who. My mother has never set a thermostat below the degree of 80. It, I was shocked that she didn't punch you when you turned it down to 73 in her apartment. The day after my COVID shot, <laughs> I had a fucking 99 degree fever. I was boiling. Um, I was dying. We, uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have a different experience. Because yeah, because summer camp was, was the best time of, of my life. Yeah. I loved it. You Thanks. Know, my best friend, Carly Coffee. Fuck you. Um, you know. I loved camp, and we would have our field day, and we would go on our field trips, go to the pool. You know, it was just it was the best. Yeah. Do you ever have carnivals? I'm sorry, I'm from Miami. We had the youth fair. That's what? for you, Juan, and Kevin. So we were the only ones who know what I'm talking about. We would have. I want to say it was like twice a year. I know. Like you all call it carnivals. We would have the youth therapy, right? You know where the Gulfstream is, right next to mm-hmm. my house in my in yeah. Miami. Before any of that was built up, it was all just open. They would put the fair right there. Oh, no, I'm not That's talking about... That's where the youth fair was. Oh, honey, no. So we're in <laughs> Don't o- call me honey. We're in Ohio. You think they actually paid for, like, Ferris wheels and, like, like fucking corn dogs? No. Each classroom was given, like, a shitty little game for kids to go around and, like, give tickets for and play. Oh, uh, no, we had the youth fair. We had, um... We so had we would, le- legitimate... We'd have, like... Uh, they'd go to, like, the pet store and get, like, some shitty goldfish and, like, you'd, like, throw a ring into a bucket. It's like, oh, here's your goldfish. That's uh, We'd weird. have, like, Plinko and, like, difficult hopscotch. But the coolest thing... That's so weird. Have you ever been in a cakewalk before? Or do you know what a cakewalk is? Please get out of my house. <laughs> you didn't say no. Don't that, come back. Is that a yes or a no? Is it? Get out of here with your nonsense. What are you talking about? So, hold on. I'm trying to make sure. Yeah, so a cakewalk is you have, like, a board on, like, the floor. Like, you tape off, like, spots, like, Mm. 10, 12 spots, whatever. And you'd pay money to, like, get a spot. And you stand in the spot, and, like, you'd spin a wheel or you'd draw a number out of it. And if your number got picked... You just won a fucking cake. <laughs> so, like, all the teachers and, like, all, like, the parents and the PTA and stuff would, like, go to these, like, bakeries and, like, the local grocery stores and get cakes donated. And if you, like, won... Oh, no, you know, I actually think what it was? I think was, uh, you actually, it was kind of like, uh, what's the game with the chairs and the and the walking and such? Um, musical chairs. <laughs> Fuck, what? I also did, like, Abbott and Costello. Um... Where, like, you'd walk, and, like, the music would stop, and whatever number you were on, then they would pull the number, and that's, like, who won the cake. Cake walks were the best. You know how many cakes I won? Like, a couple. Um, we also had, uh, we had a bunch of, like, big, like, grocery chains up there. We had Giant Eagle, we had IGA, we had, like, Food Line, all this stuff. But I think Giant Eagle specifically had this thing where, I don't remember what it, why it was a thing, but you would bring in your, like, canned food labels and like your receipts from like shopping and whichever class 
had it at the end of the week, you got like the giant eagle mascot plush animal in your class. Why? And I think you got like an extra like five minutes of recess or whatever, right? So my mother and grandmother are competitive. Uh, so what they would do is they would just save all their receipts and all their canned food labels for the last day of the week or the last, like the last one for school. Cause they would do it. I think the last one to do was like two weeks before school. Let out, right. So you have to keep your mascot for the rest of the year, which is like two, three weeks. But the person who won at the end of the year got like a big pizza party. So we would get like the big ass pizza parties and stuff. We won that every year in elementary school. So that was, that was always cool. Because, because you cheated. No one said that you had to, like, turn in your receipts. And maybe we just had, uh, maybe we were having, like, Billy Madison parties. Like, hey, you're graduating in the third grade. Let's go buy a bunch of canned foods and, and groceries. And, and Let's prepare for hurricane season up here in Ohio. Well, no, my grandmother loved canned foods when my, uh, when both my grandparents passed. Or when my grandmother passed and we were going through the house and, like, cleaning out for my grandfather to start living uh, with my aunt. There was canned foods in the basement from the 80s and 90s. Uh, and this was in 2007, 8? <laughs> so, yeah, she she hoarded canned foods just in case of God knows what. Um, all right, well, this has been like 45 minutes just us talking about school and uh, not talking about good boys, but it's effective. Anything else on good boys? Nope. I don't think I'd watch this again. No, I... It's I, not going to be a cable movie, because it's going to get butchered on cable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I nominated it. You scored first. It was fine. I'm going to give it a five. I'm also giving it a five. I'm like, funny. it was fine. I wasn't mad about it. It, 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 was, it was fine. It... I really wanted to give I really it wanted to like it. I really was excited for it. Yeah, but. I was excited to watch it. And as soon as it started, it just felt off to me. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is just going to be really, really try hard. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be good people in it, but the writing's just not going to be up to snuff. And it's just going to, it's just going to taste wrong to yeah. me. Um, yeah. That's, That's my it. movie. So next week, our final wrap it up series movie, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Then after that, our random movie we drew last week, The Maltese Falcon. Then it's going to be the movie that you nominate right now, Samantha. What are your Excuse two movies? Me. Man, I've got to really update this list that I have here on my phone because this is tough. Pretty sure that it's okay though. Um, I was like, can I make a rule right now that if either one of us ever nominated a movie that we've either already watched. No, just specifically if we've already watched, then that person immediately forfeits their their pick for the week and the other person gets to pick a movie. Okay. I was going to say also... Great, like, now I don't know. I was going to say if it's something like we've nominated before, but that's that's forgivable because that's hard to, to track. So. Yeah, I've tried to track it, obviously. Yeah. I've done a poor job because the last time I did a movie it was when we'd heard... You know, by the way, so... Uh, before you nominate your movies, I'll, I'll let people know what we're doing afterwards. I think we've already announced on the show our guest star series. I think we've I don't announced think we've it. Explicitly said what we're doing. So, uh, a couple new series we're starting in in the shadows of because we don't have series. enough to do. So the, well, we already talked about the can't pick series, where we're going to go through the list of movies that we are not able to pick from the nominations and start knocking some of those out. But every month, starting in June for the next year, we are going to have a special guest star or guest stars. We're going to have several couples on the show, um, like us, 
uh, that will be picking a movie to watch with us that have never been on the show before in an actual like episode capacity. We've a couple have been like quick calls or like walk-ons before, but these are all people that have never done the show before. And the first person we're doing that is from RJ Hates Rap, Tope Out of Banjo. He's actually going to get two episodes. We are going to be doing uh, episode 349 and 350 with him. 350, you know, every 50 episodes we do something big and we stop doing the IMDb. IMDb not owning a thing because it just got to be too difficult to find some of the movies. And, and like if we had bought a movie and then we had to go back. And, yeah. yeah. So uh, we, what we were going to do was we were just going to go from the very, very top of the list and just do like the best movies or the best movie franchises. But also that felt a little bit. So this one still kind of fits because I believe this is the highest ranked IMDb movie that neither one of us have ever seen before. And it's funny that this is one of the two movies. Really? And the, that fact is... Surprised Tope when he was here in January. So he's like, that's the movie I want to do. And then when I told him the gimmick of, we give you five movies, and you get to pick one, he's like, oh, well, let me do that too. <laughs> so episode 349 is the movie that uh, that he chose out of the five. I'm not going to tell you what it is now, but episode 350, I can go ahead and announce, will be Goodfellas. Which is funny, because one of my favorite movie podcasts, The Rewatchables, just did Goodfellas for over three hours this, this week. Monday. I just finished listening to it today. But when I went to go get Goodfellas, I'm like, oh, fuck, we don't actually own Goodfellas? How is that possible? How is this happening again? But it was part of a three-pack with The Departed and The Aviator, so it was filed under DX. They're all Scorsese movies. So so 350 will be uh, Goodfellas. 349 will be the debut of our guest star series with Tope. Samantha, what are my choices for 348? I'm so glad that you were giving me that time to think. And I know, and you list. didn't fucking... I didn't do it. Um, Lilo and Stitch... Okay. Which I don't think I've nominated before. Let me double check the list. I don't think we have. I don't no. think so. Which I've I have never checked. seen, actually. You've never seen Lilo and Stitch? I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. Oh, man. That's Lolly's favorite movie. I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. Oh. Uh, I don't see it on the list, so I think you're... Great. So Lilo and Stitch, and I'll nominate with it um, A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The League of Extraordinary... Like the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Kevin, Sean, Connery Sean Connery and, oh. and Shane West. Lilo and Stitch. Did I sell you on it? <laughs> no. No, I've never seen Lilo and Stitch before, and we, we haven't watched the movie with Jillian in a while, so I'd be good to watch with her because she's never seen it, so... Uh, did, did you... Uh, have you seen the League of Extraordinary... No, Extraordinary. and I don't know why we own it. I think because I... Because I've seen it, and I love it. It's one of... It's a great movie. Yeah. One of my favorites from my childhood. Well, my like teenagehood. I don't know when it came out exactly. Hey, but. thanks for letting me fit the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen into this spot. <laughs> I didn't know. Get a better system. I, I like notebooks. Uh, so Lilo and Stitch will be coming up in just three weeks' time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to support the network and the show specifically, go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. For bonus content, our summer game series will be coming down the pike here very, very soon. Marriedwithmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. At MarriedWMovies on Twitter. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies for me personally. Arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary, where uh, just this week, or just last week, I finished my, my fourth uh, recap, and I'm almost done with the year 1993. And follow me on Instagram at your host, Malt38. 
for my show Box and Friends, where I raise money for good causes and I show off the many, many things that I collect as I purchase them with some of my friends. Samantha? At Jam with your same on Instagram. Maybe I'll do something one of these days. Can't wait. Control yourself. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I I I wanna re emphasize this. Everything I was saying about tweens with earrings, I fucking meant. Yeah. Which reminds me, Jillian wants to get her ears pierced, pierced again because they closed up. She wants to wear her earrings. Which is fine because she's a girl. That's okay. But if you're fucking... You better be Harrison Ford <laughs> if you want an earring. God damn well, it. I think that you need to be like sixth grade. I mean, high school at least. I think like high school is a little different. But middle school? Like that's... That's I think a little too young. If a boy is getting an earring... There's something wrong with him. No, that's not. I mean, a lot of boys have earrings. That's okay. It's a statement. Don't. Yeah, don't judge people. Here's the shut, statement. Shut. I your, suck. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut up. You insensitive bastard. In my life, there's been heartache and pain. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.